So on this week's podcast, I'm asking you, are you proactive or are you reactive? You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody, this is episode 137 of Better Presentations, More Sales. My name is Trevor Lee and I'm here to share some great thoughts and ideas with you. Now, this week I'm going to be talking about being proactive versus being reactive. It's become really apparent to me in lots of conversations I've had recently that there are two camps everybody's sitting in at the moment. There are those people who are being proactive and there are those who are still thinking you need to be reactive. Now, if you go back, you know, go back to the beginning of this year and before that, of course, you know, when times were different. And if you think about it, you know, most of us were reactive, weren't we? You know, we waited for the phone to ring. We waited for an email to come in. Somebody maybe knock on the door. We did some bit of marketing, didn't we? And, and, you know, and and that's how we were. And we didn't like being proactive. We didn't like thinking, oh, I've got to do cold calling because that's what we assumed being proactive was all about. So we fall into three camps, I think. You know, we we either wait to see what happens. We either kind of what I would call half wait, which is means you think you're being proactive, uh, but actually you're not. And and doing a little bit of marketing and a little bit of social media posting, you think, oh, I cracked it. And then, of course, there's the people who are full on proactive, people who are all the time looking to do things to make things happen. And that's the difference. You know, you either wait for things to happen or you make things happen. So I'm going to share with you six ideas to be proactive. Now, before I do that, I just need to tell you about something that actually you should do proactively, and that is sign up for my webinar on November the 18th. It's all about virtual selling. And the title is something along, I haven't got the copy with me, but the title is Make Your Customers Want You to Be Good at Virtual Selling. And by selling, I don't you know mean, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. You know my attitude about selling. It's all about helping customers, advising them, being there in the right place for them. But they want you to be good at doing that virtually. So 45 minutes, it's 9.30 a.m. UK time. So sorry about that if you're listening to this in other parts of the world. I will repeat it again at a more convenient hour for you. So sorry about that. Um, But sign up. Uh, There's the uh, links in the show notes or you can go to my website, trevorleemedia.co.uk. Right at the top of the homepage, there's a link. It's a free one. It's 45 minutes. It's going to be full on, packed full of ideas. And then the other thing I just need to remind you of is that I've been really busy in the last few weeks reorganizing a couple of my programs ready for 2021. And so my sales transformation program, which is aimed at companies who are growing but haven't quite got enough growth yet to organize a full-time commercial sales director, I can come in, I can fill that role for you, I can do it for a couple of days or the equivalent of a couple of days a month. So you get that input without the overheads and without the big cost as well. And also, I've reorganized my one-to-one sales and presenting coaching programs. And I've now got, you can just join me for 40 minutes a month. So it's accessible to everybody. And we do it all on Zoom. And you can pick and choose how many sessions you have. It's all very flexible. Again, all the, all the details are on the Trevor Lee Media website. And I'll put them in the show notes for this program. Right, so six ideas to make you proactive. 
Now, if you've seen my sales circle, my crop sales circle, you'll know that around the outside of the circle, there are three words, knowledge, attitude, and mindset. And I think if you are involved in any sort of business in terms of attracting customers and working with them and growing your revenues, and I don't just mean being thinking you're a supersonic salesperson, I mean every part of the business, then I think those three key words are really important. And you'll see that when I talk about being proactive, having the knowledge, having the mindset, having the attitude, you know, you've got to want to make this happen. Otherwise, you'll just end up being reactive and nothing will change. And then you'll wonder why, you know, things aren't getting any better. And okay, you know, the economies around the world are struggling. We all know that. But, you know, this could be an opportunity for you. Because if loads of your competitors are just going to be reactive and wait for things to get better, then you've got a chance to step in. But if you're going to be one of those who just think, oh, I just wait for things to get better, Trevor, you know, give it the new year, the spring, we'll go back to where we were. We're not going back to where we were, are we? We're really not. So you've got to make that move now. Right, here we go then. So six things for you to do to be really proactive and make a difference to your business. Right, number one, this is going out on November the 2nd. So we're edging towards the end of 2020. So number one proactive thing I want you to do is I want you to create a plan for 2021. Now, if you're running a small company, then you need a business plan. If you're running a huge company, then you've probably got a, there's probably a business plan for 2021 there anyway, or there should be. So it's either a small, it's either a business plan for you as as a small company, or it's a personal business plan. Okay, and what I want you to do in that is I just want you to write down what you want to do in 2021. What goals do you want to achieve? What ambitions have you got? What are you going to look like at the end of 21? What new skills will you have learned? What things will you have developed? What will you have got better at? All right, it's really important to have a business plan. Now, I, you know, in my corporate days, I was used to spending tons of time on business plans. We put it together for ages and ages and ages. But when I started on my own, you know, I am a one person business. I've always got a business plan for every single year. And I treat it as though I'm a big organization. That's the way I view it. And I think you should do that as well if you don't already. And it makes you feel, I don't know, well, it makes me feel as though, you know, this is, you know, I'm not just hoping that things will happen. I've got a plan. And then I've got to deliver that plan. So I've got to be proactive. Otherwise, I might not make it. All right, so get a business plan together either for you or your business. That will be really good. That's number one. Right, number two is I want you to have a really good look at the time and the way you're using it. Now, over the last few weeks, I've met a lot of people who tell me they're incredibly busy. Now, this is really interesting because these are the people who used to spend a lot of time traveling, you know, going to see clients, viewing, making appointments, all this sort of stuff, going to take, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, They've gained all that travel time back, yet they're telling me they're incredibly busy. Well, I don't believe it. I think they just think they're incredibly busy or they're actually, you know, convincing themselves they need to be incredibly busy. Otherwise, that you know, they will be dispensable possibly. So take a good look at your time and the way you're using it because it really will make a difference. And if you think you're incredibly busy, then I think you're probably doing the wrong things. So be ruthless with your time. You know, and, and it's very easy, isn't it, when, when you're working from home, and I've experienced this, you know, you get distracted. Now, in the office, apparently, you get distracted every three minutes with someone or something or whatever it is. 
And sometimes it's easy when you're working from home to get distracted by just think, oh, I'll just have a look at social media or I'll just check this or I'll follow that up, you know. And suddenly half an hour's gone. And you think, oh, why didn't I get that done? So, you know, you don't have to work huge, long hours. You just need to get the job done. And I think that's a big thing that we've got to get our heads around is that it doesn't matter how many hours you put in. As You know, you've got to make it happen. You've got to make the job done. Sometimes I think we get into the mindset that being incredibly busy is a good thing. I'm not sure it is. So, you know, have a look at Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Week if you're not sure <laughs> or you want some inspiration for that. Right, that's number two. Have a look at the time. Right, and that drifts nicely into number three. Now, for those of you who listened to a podcast a couple of months ago, I did one with a guy called Alex Goldfain who was talking about five-minute selling. And Alex's basic concept is that for five minutes a day, you just call your regular and usual customers, okay? Because... The point being is that you don't call them very often. You usually only call them if there's a problem or there's a contract to be renewed. But how often do you call them just casually, you know, <laughs> without any real reason? But, you but you know, those casual calls can make a huge difference. It shows you care about them and you can have a conversation about what they're doing and that might turn to other opportunities. So, you know, again, be proactive with your current customers. Don't wait for them to call you. Don't wait for a real reason to call them call them, you know, interact with them, you know, they'll, they'll look forward to that because they'll be finding life just as tough as you are maybe. So that's number three is call and make contact with your regular customers. Right, number four is think about and identify five new potential prospects. People who you'd really like to work with and people that you know from the research that you're about to do will really benefit from working with you. And when I say identify five potential prospects, I don't just mean go down some sort of email list, all right? But actually think carefully about the sort of people, you know, what is the, what is the perfect customer who could benefit you from working with you? And, and again, you've got to get this balance right between thinking about the people that you think would want to work with you and the people that actually will benefit from working with you. So, you know, make sure you get that in the right, that the right way round. But think about who they are, may Research, you know, do some research. And look at your current customers, the ones who are spending the most money with you. That will give you a clue as to who these potential customers could be. And then set yourself the goal and think, right, I'm going to make contact. In the next three months, I'm going to make contact with those five potential customers. I'm going to get on their radar, and my goal is to have a conversation with them in one way, shape, or form, either on the phone or via a Zoom call or Teams call, whatever you're using. All right. But just five in three months, that's all. That's not a big big ask, is it? That's one every, what, two and a half weeks or something like that. Okay, but set it as a goal. Because again, if you set goals and and it's, you know, you might not want to, you might think, oh, I don't normally, I don't do that, Trevor. Well, that's because you're not being proactive. All right. So set yourself a goal. And the more proactive goals you set yourself, okay, I think the better you'll feel about things. You'll feel as though you are making or can make a difference. And it will give you something to aim for, okay? And it will make you automatically become proactive without you even thinking, right, I need to be proactive. Okay, so that's number four. Right, number five, have a good look at what you're offering, okay? And think about um, pivoting one of your products or services. Now, if it's your business, that's quite easy to do, isn't it? If it's not your business, then maybe think about pivoting the way you do things, all right? 
So if you're working for a large organization and you kind of think, well, I've done this, I've done that, you know, I do this all the time. This is the way, this is the way I do things. Well, think about how you're going to change that. Because what I've also noticed is that customers are changing all the time. And you'll have heard me bang on about in this podcast previously about one of the big business challenges, and particularly right now, is keeping up with your customers. Okay, <laughs> they've got, they're moving faster than you are. And if that's happening, that's a big danger. So think about you, look, look carefully at your services and your products and the way you do things, your processes. You know, so if you're not going to pivot one of your services or products, then pivot your processes. Is it easy for people to buy from you? Are you just using the same process that you was happening five years ago or even 10 years ago, for goodness sake? And it's happening, you know, you people think, oh, you know, we've, we've, we're on top of our processes, Trevor, you know, but a lot of businesses aren't. A lot of businesses have still got that same mindset as the way they operate that they had a few years ago. So, you know, challenge yourself to do something different. And maybe, to, you know, if you're working in an organization, bring that, bring that challenge to the table. Talk to your leader about it or your colleagues about it. But again, if you make a change to something, it feels as though you are being proactive. And make that change for your customer, not for yourself. Okay, a lot of processes are still driven by what we want to do, not what our customers want us to do. All right, so there's a big challenge. That's number five. So let's just recap on the first five. So number one is make a business plan for 2021. Okay, either a personal business plan or a plan for your business. Number two is have a look at your time. If you think you're incredibly busy then I think you're probably doing the wrong things, all right? So be ruthless with your time. You don't have to fill every last minute just for the sake of it. You need some time to stand back and look at what you're doing. Number three, think about calling your regular customers without an excuse to call them, without waiting for them to call you. Have that conversation with them. Find out what's happening in their life, okay? It will lead to opportunity. Number four, identify five potential new customers you'd like to have work with, okay? And get on their radar and get a conversation started with them in the next three months, all right? So that's what, the end of January, if you're listening to this uh, when it's first come out. If you're, if you're listening to this in January, then it's the end of April. <laughs> Number five is have a real close look at your services and products and pivot at least one of them, okay? And that could include the processes, the way you interact with customers. Right, number six Number six is you've got, to get, you've got to get comfortable with virtual communication. You simply have to. And if you're still thinking, well, Trevor, this is a bit of a fad, you know, and ah, all those customers who I saw face-to-face, you know, back in the day, as soon as this is all over, they're going to want me back there, you know, and that's the way we're going to be. So I'll, I, I don't need to learn this, these skills. I, you know, I'm, I don't need to be making virtual calls. You know, it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, and you're not going back, all right? You need to learn the new technology. And if you've been, you know, um, I've seen a few people who have been in the sales and business environment for a long time and they're just resisting making the change. They don't want to learn it almost, you know, um, but you have to. So be proactive. And the way to be proactive is to make more of your internal uh, communication via, you know, virtual communication. So if you're if everyone's using Zoom and you're not, then make sh- next time you call a colleague internally, don't send them an email. 
All right. Well, do send them an email. Say, right, I want to talk to you about this, but I'm gonna, we got, I want you to do it on Zoom. So here's my calendar, and just tell me when you're free for 15 minutes, and I'll send you that invitation. It's the best way of learning how to use it, all right? And I joke that, you know, if prior to lockdown, for two years I had a Zoom account, I used it twice. And it was because I really didn't understand how to use it, and I didn't feel confident about using it. But now I do, so I do. <laughs> and you will as well. But you really need to do that, you know, make sure that happens. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this has been sort of inspiring to a degree. That's what I want to get from today's podcast. I want to kind of inspire you to think, yes, let's be proactive rather than just reactive. And with proactive, it's a bit like all sort of business, all sales, if you like. You need momentum. Because once you've lost the momentum, you know, you will drift back to just waiting to be, you know, to be reactive. And then you'll think, why is nothing happening? You know, why, why, why is no one ringing me? Why is no one emailing me? So, you know, being proactive is not cold calling. All right. That's what most people think. It's not. It's just doing loads of stuff. And I've given you six things to do. And then if you want to take it one step further, then, of course, you can start, you know, posting little videos, uh, you know, on, on, on LinkedIn or places like that. You know, you can write articles. You can do you can be a speaker at a networking event. You know, there's lots of things you could do, but more of that later. But I'm, I'm conscious that, you know, it's easy for me to say, well, yeah, do all these, uh, you know, videos and speaking because that's what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's very easy for me to say that. But I hope I've given you six things there. I'll put them in the show notes. All right. Now, one thing I would really ask you to do is please do leave a review. All right. It's very easy to do. Whatever your listening device you're listening to this podcast on, there's a way of leaving a review for me. That would be great because we're coming up towards 150 episodes. You know, it takes a lot of time and effort to put this podcast together. I, there's no income stream for this podcast. It's all funded by me. Okay, so if you leave a review, that's great currency, all right? That would be really, really fantastic and really appreciate it. And do share it as well. I really appreciate that, okay, if you share it. Because, again, that grows the audience and that makes me feel good. doesn't make any difference to uh, the way the program is costed or the income because there isn't any. Um, but it, makes, it kind of encourages me to keep going, all right? <laughs> because it's not easy putting this podcast together every week. Right, there we go. I've got a great guest for you next week in uh, number 138, all right, from California. He's gonna, we're going to be talking about remote management and leadership in difficult situations and how to, he's going to share some top tips on, on how to do all that. So don't forget, sign up to the webinar, November the 18th. The link is in the show notes. It's all about helping you with virtual selling. Right. Thanks very much, everybody. So get out there and be proactive. See you next week.